Hey guys, welcome back to the unofficial Premier League podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Premier League needs. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to say that from now on there'll be only one episode a week and in the episode we will be covering the last week's games and be looking forward to the next week games. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. So in the last game week, the first game that was that took place was Everton versus West Brom. I mean, I'm so glad I caught this game. It was such an amazing game. It was end to end. It had a bit of everything. Um, of course, um, Everton um, got off to a poor start. I mean, they were playing really well, but they were quite. I mean, hit um, on the counter and uh, Diangana. I mean, what a fantastic player West Brom seemed to have there to have on their hands. I mean, he is. He was fantastic. He made a, a really good run. Um, I think he picked up the ball in his own half or almost near the halfway line and just ran at the defenders. And it felt like it felt like uh, the Everton defenders were scared of him. And it was such a well hit goal. I mean, I, personally, I don't think Pickford is good enough to be a Premier League goalkeeper. I think he's just his reach is off. And Diangana took full advantage of that. He scored, and then, um, and then uh, Everton kicked into gear, and they were really on form from there. James Rodriguez came to life, and uh, Calvert Lewin scored. Uh, a bit of uh, fortunate fact that um, Richardson didn't get a touch on the ball, so it wasn't offside anymore. And Calvert Lewin scored, and from there it felt like Everton took control of the game. James Rodriguez, what a player they have on their hands. He looks fantastic in the center of the pitch and he did a fantastic job in my opinion. What a goal uh, for the second one. And then it felt like that's where um, uh, Everton got ahead and it's just they never let West Brom come back in. I mean, Gibbs, that is just unacceptable. I mean, he has been a player for such a long time. You can't lose your head. And the way he uh, reacted to Hamas Rodriguez and uh, got sent off, that was poor. And then Slavin Bilic, I mean... I understand that the decision might not be something that you are uh, that you agree with, and the sending off might have been a little bit harsh. But uh, it, after the halftime whistle, he just came comes onto the pitch and then starts. Um, I mean, it's not harassing, but he's trying to argue with the referee, and apparently that breaks the law. And so you can't really do that. And that and him getting sent off really didn't help. Of course, uh, West Brom West Brom coming out of halftime, they looked like uh, they were possessed absolutely. Um, they looked angry and they were going after Everton and it was it was good but the thing is at the end of the day they were 10 men and they were always going to get punished by an Everton side that is that's looking full of energy and full of promise and Calvert Lewin props to him he took full advantage of that he scored a hat trick Hamas Rodriguez he's just a little magician in the center of the pitch I mean he looks a fantastic talent in my opinion and he's gonna go places and uh of course, um, he has always been a fantastic talent, but he's, he's been wasted at Real. I mean, and that move probably didn't pan out the way he expected it to. Of course, he's gone on uh, and done great things at Bayern. And uh, yeah, he's a great player and uh, Everton have got a fantastic player on their hands now. And I, I fully, expect, uh, fully expect Everton to do better than my prediction of them finishing in ninth. And uh, yeah... What a game. Absolutely loved it. And that was followed up by Leeds' madness. I mean, what is it What is it with Leeds and 4-3 score lines? I mean, it's absolutely mental. Uh, but the more concerning side is uh, the fact that they conceded three goals to Fulham. 
I mean, Fulham, for the love of God, how can you concede three goals against Fulham? That's just embarrassing. Um, but the first goal that uh, Leeds scored was a belter. What a goal from Helder Costa. Um, it's just just came out of nowhere. I mean, he was not marked. What were they thinking? Was Did they think that he was a line ref who was just running on the pitch? For well, fuck's sake, Fulham, just fucking defend. That's your one job. I mean, this is the thing that pisses me about Fulham. Like, they are half-decent side, but they just, it, it feels like they don't know how to defend. You're a Premier League club. For the for the love of God, learn to defend. Even against Arsenal, they were they were just trying to play f- uh, tiki-taka passing from the back. You're not fucking Barcelona from 2009. Get a reality check. You can't play the uh, ball out from the back. You don't have good enough players to do that. Belt it out. Who cares? Um, the goal that they conceded for the first goal they conceded against Ar- Arsenal was just abomination of defending. I mean, disgusting. Uh, and for this goal as well, I mean, it was a corner kick. Helder Costa was just chilling at the far post. I mean, he was just he was just unmarked. Nobody gave a fuck about him. It's as if he didn't exist. And he just absolutely took full advantage of that. What a goal from him. And then, of course, they got uh, Fulham Lord got lucky. I mean, what the fuck is Cock doing there? Jesus Christ, man. Just stop sliding into it. Who's, I mean, Brian was going nowhere. I don't understand why did he just slide in, gave away a penalty. Mitrovic, of course, made uh, no mistakes from the spot, scored. And then they raced away to a 4 1 lead. Leeds, uh, Leeds attacking wise, they look fantastic. I mean, they look like a side that can get the goals. But then again, on the flip side, they just can't defend. They can't defend to save their lives. And that could be the undoing for them. I mean, if they were able to defend well, I can see them comfortably finishing in the top uh, 10 and that's and it feels like they have to tighten up at the back but uh, well if you're gonna keep playing games like 4-3 I mean it's super fun for the fans so I don't think I can argue too much with that and then comes the game that was horrendous I mean what is Manchester United doing I mean Crystal Palace played really well i'm not gonna take anything away from them they were fantastic throughout the game they knew how to take advantage of this manchester united side they scored early they punished united sloppiness and i mean how many times have we seen that united just concede a goal it's uh, just see poor defending i mean the fact that luke shaw makes two hundred thousand pounds a week is a fucking robbery for the love of god who gave him that deal they need to be I mean, there needs to be a trial. I mean, someone's someone's getting paid and under the table to get that, that sort of a deal. He completely lets Andreas Townsend get away from him. Uh, Andros Townsend, my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, Andros Townsend get away from him, and Townsend punishes him perfectly. I mean, why are you playing Fosumenza on the right side? You could have played Williams. Oh my God! I mean, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't help himself, does he? And then um, the rest of the team looked really off pace. Bruno, Popper, they they they, it, they don't have and they didn't play enough friendlies. That the side doesn't look uh, well gelled. Uh, they don't look fit. And of course, um, since the three one, they have gone on to play another game against Luton, and that was uh, a little bit better. Of course, uh, against the Championship side, Rashford and Bruno, Rashford, Bruno and Greenwood came on in the last uh, 10, 15 minutes and. 
they did a good job so maybe the united side is taking some time to get to pace but the fact that you come into a premier league season so ill prepared is just disgusting to me it's disrespectful they didn't make the signings that they need to they only signed donny van der beek of course clearly they need more players jaden sancho is there to be signed for 108 million pounds of course that figure looks ridiculously high but the fact that they are not taking full advantage of the market and not going and signing a player like that or if 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 it doesn't matter i mean if you don't sign jaden sancho go and sign other players like you can sign uh, opomangano or you can sign uh, alex telles and there are a lot of players in this market that are available at the right price and the fact that manchester united are not taking advantage is just uh, ridiculous um of course glazier's wonderful owners i guess um yeah so it's going to be an interesting uh, side to watch uh, the manchester united side this week it'll be it'll be tough uh, for them against brighton more on that later um but yeah palace look really good uh, zaha looks really really on form uh, i think he's finally come to grips with the fact that he's going to stay at crystal palace uh, might as well do the best uh, he can um Andres Townsend was also fantastic. Um, I mean, the last week he was the one who provided the goal for Zaha, and uh, the there has been a reversal of uh, that. And overall, Crystal Palace look really solid and a really good win for them. Uh, already off to six points, and I'm sorry the fact that I said Crystal Palace uh, might get relegated uh, off of the form of the last season. They have just proven me wrong. right of the bat very good job crystal palace fantastic work so the next game we're going to talk about is arsenal versus west ham i mean both the goals that arsenal scored were really really well done i mean arteta is just fantastic coach i mean he they just picked him out of uh, uh, this manchester city side uh, he's doing such a good job at arsenal it feel i just can't even recognize the fact that they look like a completely different side obamyang looks so into I mean he looks super excited to be playing for the side Lacazette I I think they should extend his deal and Kedia wonderful goal I mean he's taken full advantage of that um the moves uh, completely surrounding those goals were fantastic and that that shows Arteta's vision if Arteta was backed more heavily I think he could have pushed for a top 3 finish just because how good of a good coach he is but with that being said Arsenal's defense has been good it there has been improvement I'm not going to say they haven't improved at all but the fact is they still remain porous the fact that Michel uh, I'm sorry Michel Antonio I'm sorry uh, I never get his name right I'm sorry so Antonio the way he got away from his defender and the score that happened was just stupid you can't defend like that Arsenal for the love of god learn to defend I mean maybe they can learn something from uh, Manchester City or Liverpool sign some good defenders Gabriel is good but holding is not the right partner for him I mean I think they should go and sign uh, an established defender because they have William Saliba coming in as well it's going to take some time for Gabriel and Saliba to form the partnership that we expect but the thing is they still need one or two defenders get rid of uh, these David Luizs Mustafis and uh, uh, Rob Holdings they're not good enough I'm sorry that's the fact um and um, in the middle of the second half and i think west ham got a grip on the game they were continuously attacking uh, so they need some more steel in the center of the park uh, arsenal i mean there apparently there are rumors that uh, they're going to go in for parte parte is going to join them uh, with uh, torreira going the other way 
and of course uh, uh, they're gonna they're looking to sign uh, Leon Playmaker Hour or uh, yeah the name I'm not gonna get that right so he uh, looks to be uh, targeting I mean Art looks to be targeting this player so it's gonna be interesting overall it's a fantastic result for Arsenal because West Ham really looked like they were gonna react well to the loss to Newcastle last week they looked really well well drilled they played well uh, overall and it's just unfortunate they deserved a draw at least but the fact that Arsenal have won a game that they on how the game panned out they do not deserve to win at least West Ham deserved a point but the fact is Arsenal won it that that shows tremendous progress for this Arsenal side and that's going to help them in the future of course don't forget Arsenal have some really really tough fixtures coming up so the fact that they picked up six out of six points is vital and then we're going to talk about Southampton versus Tottenham please can anyone tell me how did this happen? I mean, I don't think anybody would have been able to predict this uh, this kind of a scoreline with the goal scorers. What a game of football that was. <sighs> Hassan Hudel, I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with you, man. Why do you have to play such a high line? It was almost like the defenders were in opposition half. Why? Just play... After you concede two goals that are... Just because you're playing such a high line, the opposition is picking you apart. Just just drop the tactics, go to plan B, drop D. It was so bad from, from Southampton and Tottenham just took pure advantage of that. And uh, it's just, I, I just can't even believe that Humanson scored four goals. Now, it's, it's not that he doesn't deserve those, but the fact is after, I mean, Doing the same thing over and over again, it does it won't work. And Hassan Hiddle has to learn that. I mean, I, what was his angle here? Was he tra trying to tell the board that he needs more players? Or just that this is the way you guys are going to play and that's it. Like, there's nobody questioning my decisions. Um, Danny Ings, fantastic goal. It was a really, really well taken goal. It was, the angle was against him and he just smashed it in what a goal from Danny Ings everybody who's worried that maybe the last season was a blip well he proves them wrong and then moving on of course the avalanche of goals from Tottenham the first I mean the first goal that Son scored was a really really well taken goal the angle was definitely against him quite similar to Danny Ings one but of course um, uh, Son got away from his defender and uh, and then it just it was it was just like um, the Celso was picking Harry Kane. Harry Kane was, well, he had the liberty. I mean, like he had such open space to pick Son and Son scored four times. I mean, Hassan Hüttel deserves equal praise. I mean, I mean, equal indignation for the fact that he let Son score four goals. Jesus Christ. I think Son will be uh, sending, I think Son should send a bottle of wine to Hassan Hüttel for his um, role in helping him get a four-goal game week. And then, uh, of course, Harry Kane uh, scored a goal himself. And um, at the end of the game, um, uh, Southampton got a penalty and they scored. Um, but I think uh, Tottenham have provided a blueprint for teams to beat Southampton in the sense that uh, Southampton are going to press you really, really hard. So if you press uh, break their press, 
they're there to be taken. Their defense is there to be taken. Uh, McCarthy didn't really inspire any confidence. Um, it was it was just overall a frustrating uh, day for Southampton and uh, their players. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, a Mourinho team, you let a Mourinho team score five goals against you. I mean, that's just an embarrassment for fuck's sake. Come on. Uh, get your shit in order, uh, Southampton. Get your shit in order. And then uh, the next game we're going to talk about is Newcastle versus Brighton. I mean, Neil Mwape. Take a bow, son. Fantastic work. Uh, fourth minute penalty. Uh, great, great penalty. And then he quickly doubles their lead. I mean, it's just not Neil Mwape. I mean, uh, Trossard looked so good. Even against Chelsea, the goal he, that he scored was a fantastic goal. And here he assists one of the Neil Mwape goals. Uh, Neil Mwape is a really good um, forward slash striker. I, I like him. I think he's uh, he has a bright future um, in the game. And he is only destined for the top. And uh, Trossard, really, really good um, sister. He, he makes the team tick as well. He's a good player. And the one player I absolutely would love to talk about is Tarek Lamptey. I mean, Chelsea have let go of a gem here. He looks destined for the top of the top. I think he is just a couple of years away from being prized away by a fantastic top, top team. And uh, he got a goal as well. Uh, I'm sorry, he got an assist in the game as well. Um, and overall, I think Brighton look really, really promising. Their recruitment is fantastic. Um, they have uh, 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 the beginnings of uh, a solid Premier League side. They have some exciting young players and uh, it's just, it's, I see this side and I really enjoy watching them play. Aaron Conley uh, got a goal as well. The only downside is Basuma got sent off uh, in, in the dying minutes of the match, completely unnecessary. And it's just, um, they're, they're leading by three and he is really important for the side. The fact that he got sent off is just unfortunate. It's just unnecessary. It's something you don't have to do. And uh, I mean, Newcastle, last week, they were getting praises. The fact that they just uh, blitzed through the West Ham side and uh, it was like Newcastle are going to win the Premier League. And, oh, alas, the next week, they just drop all three points against Brighton. Of course, Brighton is a fantastic side and they're going to prove that against Manchester United in the next week. Uh, more on that later. Um, Brighton, fantastic. Graham Potter, take a bow. Fantastic manager. Overall, great team. They're going to go places. Um, I have a, f uh, a sly feeling that they might end up finishing in the top half. Too much of a punt, maybe. But um, he, they look like a really, really good side. Even against Chelsea, they were fantastic. And then to the blockbuster game of the weekend, Chelsea versus Liverpool. And I have only one question in this game. What is Christensen thinking he was always gonna get sent off. If you wanna, if you wanna hug Mane, please do it after the game. Don't forcibly hug him when he's trying to go and score a goal. He was one on one, and Mane, oh my God, he was always gonna, he was, he was always a favorite for that. And that's the thing: you should keep your positioning, and you should be careful with your positioning. And that, it's just uh, Christensen is. I don't understand. Like he was really good center back when he was at Gladbach for that loan spell uh, but he's just he, it feels like he's lost his way and I'm not sure if he's 
I don't think he's good enough for Chelsea. That's pretty clear. I think Thiago Silva, once he gets match fit, he's going to slot in. And uh, Christensen, um, yeah, it's extremely, it's poor. And until then, the game was quite evenly poised. Werner had a few chances to go one v one against Fabinho. Uh, it didn't quite work out the way it was. He would have hoped. Um, Fabinho doesn't have the pace, but he has the uh, the tenacity. He has the um, the the vision to make sure that um, he doesn't leave himself ex- leave himself exposed. Fantastic job by Fabinho till then. And then on the other side, um, Liverpool had a few chances of their own. But the fact is, it was a very, very even game until Christensen got sent off. And as soon as that happens, Liverpool come out of the second half, they know, they know Chelsea are there to be taken. And the first goal was such a good goal from Mane. And the second goal, Kepa, I mean, Jesus Christ, he's not helping himself anymore, is he? Just play it a little bit more conservatively. You don't have to kick it against Mane. So poor. He doesn't deserve to be in this Chelsea side. And I think the first two games are good enough uh, sample size to say that. I mean, not that the last two years have been any different. Whoever gave this guy a seven-year contract needs to be fired as soon as possible. They've, it's it's bad enough they paid eighty million for him. Now they've made. I mean, they have the fact that he has a seven-year contract is just disgusting. Uh, my God, I don't even know. I feel I feel horrible even saying the fact that he has a seven-year contract. Who's making these deals at Chelsea? Get rid of them, please. Um, I mean, the Chelsea's chances were already dead as soon as Christensen got sent off. Not that he was good at defending, but I mean, the 11 v 11, at least they had a shot. As soon as that that changed, it was just Chelsea had no chance and um, Liverpool took full advantage. Of course, uh, coming off of the bench, Thiago, he looked really good. His passing is, it's going to help unlock defences, that's for sure. Of course, he made a mistake on the other side, fouling Werner in the box. But Alisson, like that's the difference. I mean, Alisson is a fantastic keeper. I think he's, if not the best keeper in the Premier League, he's at least the top two. And he was absolutely fantastic. He saved that penalty. If he didn't save that penalty, maybe Chelsea will start to open that door of possible comeback. But he just shut it right off. Jorginho, get out of here with your stupid fancy shit. You just take a just hit it hard. I mean, uh, the fact that Mitrovic scored that goal against Leeds is because he put in the power. If he did that fancy mumbo jumbo, he would have never scored. Ah, Jorginho doesn't help himself either. What a fucking twat. Score the goal. The penalty is right there. Okay, anyways, that was pointless. Um, So Liverpool were comfortably, the comfortable winners. Um, They they look well poised for the title assault uh, against um, Manchester City. Overall, great game. Um... Moving on to the next one, uh, Leicester City versus Burnley. Burnley opened the scoring in the 10th minute. Chris Wood, uh, he is a fantastic goal scorer. For the last three seasons, he's got 10 plus goals. He's performed admirably well. And then Leicester woke up and Harvey Barnes, I mean, that's a good, a really good goal at the end of the day. I mean, the, even the previous weeks, he had some really uh, good number of chances in the box. But his the one thing one downside of his gameplay is he doesn't uh, take his chances. But this time he did, got um, City back in, and then there was an own goal from Burnley. 
And James Justin seems to be always in the goals. I mean, he's doing fantastically well. He's taking full advantage of his opportunities. Made it 3-1. Jimmy Dunn got the second goal for Burnley and Pratt uh, finished the game. Overall, uh, a goal fest. It was fun to watch. But at the end of the day, in in the grand scheme of things, uh, Burnley need to pick themselves up. Of course, they're starting a week later. But that's no excuses to, I mean, the the fact, the thing that surprised me most is they were porous. I mean, you would expect Burnley to be a very strong defensive side, but they haven't done that. And it's it's really surprising. Let's see. I mean, of course, um, you can say that uh, they were missing some of the players. There's no Tarkowski. And uh, yeah, and these players are, I mean, he's a very, very important part of their uh, side overall in my opinion for defensive solidarity solidity sorry not solidarity what the fuck am I saying yeah and um, yeah it was an interesting game I mean Leicester are not uh, the, the scoreline flatters them I don't think they're as good as um, the scoreline seems to suggest uh, they won 3-0 against uh, a poor West Bromwich side that gave away two penalties Vardy didn't score this week and his non-penalty XG doesn't seem to be very high so yeah it's going to be a tough season for Leicester uh, in spite of the first two results so let's see how they play um, going forward and the penalty game penultimate game of the weekend was Aston Villa versus Sheffield United Uh, Johnny again getting sent off in the 12th minute that must be this just not what you want to see um i mean egan that's not what you expect out of him he's a fantastic defender but unfortunately he got sent off and at uh, insult to injury sheffield united had a penalty and lundstrom lord lundstrom missed it emmy martinez uh, props to him a fantastic goalkeeper he is um, he's going to uh, he's going to help ensure that Aston Villa stay up uh, the money they've paid for him they're gonna get it back I mean by just staying in the Premier League a really really good uh, signing from Aston Villa and then uh, Konsa goes on to the other side and scores and um, Aston Villa pick up a very very important 1-0 win they look like a good side the fact that they've picked up uh, Ollie Watkins in the in the window, uh, and Jack Grealish finally has a striker who can score goals um, in front of him. He's going to create a lot of chances. Ollie Watkins, watch out for him. He's a fantastic striker as well. Uh, John McGinn is back. That's really important for them. Uh, Cash looked good as well. So uh, things are on the up for Aston Villa, and I'm sure um, they should. They have in more than enough ammunition, and there are teams much, much worse than them that are definitely gonna go down i think aston villa have more than enough to stay up so that's gonna be um that's gonna be something to look forward to i mean that's gonna be something interesting and exciting for the premier league fans um the last game of the week uh wolves versus manchester city i expected this to be much tighter affair the fact that wolves were coming into this uh, when after their 2-0 win against sheffield united um and city haven't played for a while since they have been knocked out uh, by Lyon in the Champions League, but I'm I would I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne out of this world. What a player! I mean, he's worth his weight in diamonds. Okay, that may be a little too far. Maybe gold. 
yeah, he's worth his weight in gold for sure. Fantastic player. Uh, he was spreading the ball um, across uh, the pitch. Uh, he was just he was so instrumental for the city side. He was spraying passes and he was finding the gaps. Um, the penalty that he won. One would argue size didn't have to make that challenge. I mean, De Bruyne was not going anywhere. Um, and the fact that he just lunged in and just gave City the opening. But even before that, City looked really, really solid. They were just not letting uh, Wolves breathe. Um, and just, they didn't give him a, a moment of peace. And then it, it was inevitable, the penalty, um, or they were going to score a goal anyways, in my opinion. Um, Kevin De Bruyne runs into the box. Saiz brings him down, and Kevin De Bruyne makes no mistake from the spot. Um, and then in the thirty-second minute, uh, what a sequence! I mean, De Bruyne finds Raheem Sterling in acres of space. It was he was completely unmarked, and it was then he just laid it on a plate for Foden to finish. It was a good finish. Don't I'm not going to take that away from him. Foden finishes and. Uh, it felt like the game was over, but of course, Wolves came out of the second half. They looked s strong, um, but but overall, I mean, this City side, I think they are they are out to get for the they're out for the Premier League title. They looked pissed off the fact that they lost the last season's title to Liverpool. Um, they look absolutely uh, on the money for it, and the fact that they've added Ferran Torres and Nathan Ake that gives them more cover. Laporte is still out. But I think uh, Ake has done admirably well, um, in my opinion. And Raul Jimenez got a goal in the 78th minute, made it a little bit closer, but Jesus uh, in the 95th minute scores. And that's the final nail in the coffin for Manchester City. Sorry, for Wolves, my bad. Um, so, yeah, Wolves were, I think, uh, taken aback by how aggressive City were. And over and um, the two holding midfielders of Rodri and Fernandinho did a fantastic job and uh, ensured that they were not uh, exposed uh, to Wolves' attacks. Um, and on the other side, the Wolves have uh, made the signing of Nelson Semedo, so maybe that will help them uh, put Triore much higher up the pitch. Uh, so Wolves look really good as well so i mean the, the fact that city was just brilliant uh, shouldn't take anything away from uh, um wolves they they look like a solid side and they're going to do really good stuff this season so that's the end of the game week 2 review let's and now we move into the game week 3 preview the game week 3 starts off with brighton versus manchester united uh, this is going to be a uh, a tough game for Manchester United. Brighton looked really, really solid um, at the back. And uh, even going forward, they have some really good players. I mean, Trossard, Moape, Connolly, who's uh, coming off the bench of late. Uh, Lalana uh, seems to be coming back from that groin strain injury. Uh, Lamptey will be, Im be important for this team. And uh, Dunk, Webster and White look to be solid in the back. Solid in the back. Uh, with Ryan in the goal. So I think Manchester United will find it really difficult to break down this Brighton side, but I expect United to step it up a notch. I think um, the players are slowly returning to their full fitness. Of course, Ole said that it will take five games until they get to up to speed. I mean, that's ridiculous. How can you start a Premier League seasons, season thinking uh, that your players will need five games to get just to their peak fitness level? Um 
this is going to be a tough game for Manchester United again. Uh, Brighton coming off of really two impressive uh, performances. I mean, against Chelsea as well, they were really, really good. So I can see this game really going wrong for Manchester United. I am predicting a Brighton 2-1 win. Um, of course, sorry, Manchester United fans, I didn't mean to piss you off. But uh, yeah, I think this one is just a little too far for you guys. Um, moving on, the next game is Everton versus Crystal Palace. And uh, this is going to be a tough game for uh, Everton. I mean, um, Crystal Palace have done a fantastic job so far this season. They have managed to get rid of that poor form towards the end of the last season. Uh, but I think Everton might just be too much for them. I mean, the engine of Alan Rodriguez and uh, Decore seems to be too much for teams at the moment. And uh, Digne at the back is... Uh, he's just doing a fantastic job uh, attacking-wise as well. His set pieces are really good. And Michael Keane, uh, I think, is a great defender. Uh, Seamus Coleman has done a good job since his comeback uh, from that injury he seems to have adapted uh back well um so overall this everton side has some really good uh foundations to build on of course not forgetting calvert lewin and uh, richardson both of whom were fantastic last game but one thing we have to remember is uh, that gibbs got sent off and that changed the game quite a bit of course it was still 2-1 um, in everton's favor before the sending off but the game got much much easier so Everton have to be cautious about that uh, Ancelotti has done a fantastic job since he's come into the role um, at the same time Crystal Palace also have done a, a really good job uh, they were uh, they were solid against Southampton they have defended really really well and um, against Manchester United they exploited their weaknesses of Manchester United and they were uh, narrow and they were solid um, uh, against Manchester United so it will be a tough uh, fixture for Everton for sure but uh, I think they just have too much firepower to uh, screw this one up I think uh, it's going to be 3-1 to Everton and the third game of the week will be West Brom which versus Chelsea uh, West Brom seem to have got some good players Diangana uh, as I mentioned before and Matthias uh, Pereira uh, what a free kick that was that was just beautiful uh, strike a peach of a goal uh, but overall I feel like they just lack that extra bit I mean their defense is not very solid Sam Johnston seems to be a decent goalkeeper but uh, beyond that uh, Gibbs getting sent off will uh, be felt throughout the back line I mean he's going to miss three games that's going to be difficult for them uh, Slavin Bilic might not be in the dugout so overall uh, it looks ominous um, I mean this was this always this season felt like a bit too far for this West Brom side they were just a little bit lucky getting uh, promoted to the Premier League as well and they, uh, they haven't uh, recruited extremely well of course Diangana remains an exception he looks one for the future Chelsea, of course. On the flip side, Chelsea haven't been extremely great either. And and that the only reason for that, I feel, is they've got so many new players and it's going to take some time to bet them and get that chemistry going. Uh, Havertz, uh, on, I mean, for the first game, he was shunned to the right. Uh, he, he couldn't impact the game the way he can do it. And the second game, of course, he was moved centrally. But the thing is, um, after sending off, uh, sending off of Christians, and it, it makes it extremely difficult. They were ten v eleven, and the 
opportunity already passed and um, um they uh, chelsea have signed a new goalkeeper mendy from ren if i'm not wrong uh, so he seems to be a good addition for around 20 million pounds um he had a 73% uh, save ratio in the french league so that's going to be a fantastic addition uh, to the side um i mean um, even a stick figure uh, could replace kepa better but uh, the fact that they're getting a solid goalkeeper will definitely make them a better side uh, thiago silva joining the defense will st- further fortify them and uh, reese james he has been really good uh, the last couple of games as well of course uh, with Liv- against liverpool there's not much he could have done uh, going down to 10 men and liverpool in general are a solid side but against brighton he was really really solid um so that's one for the future as well um so i the thing is i think this is the game i think chelsea can start to gel and come together um west brom are there to be taken and i see chelsea winning this 4-0 uh, of course werner has been doing fantastic overall um he is one to watch and i'm really really excited for him to perform and uh, the next game is going to be burnley versus southampton southampton two defeats burnley have lost a game in the i mean i have lost against lester in the last week so it's going to be a bit of uh, trying to get their campaigns going uh, burnley have to f- be more solid at the back that will depend on when will me come back and uh, uh, when will tarkowski be back and that that makes uh, a lot of difference for them uh, southampton scored two goals dannings look good adams che adams missed so many opportunities to score and it feels like he needs just that one goal to get him going uh, i mean the goalkeeper saves from both of them were really really top notch so che adams needs to get going uh, hoiberg i think they're missing him a bit um, that's another disadvantage uh, so this southampton signed um, overall i think they're going to get going they are too good to go down uh but they might not perform as uh as well as we expected them to and of course uh, hassan hutel's um, formation uh it takes uh, a lot of time to uh, get going i mean it it's a difficult uh, um formation to adapt uh, teams take some time to get that process um of performing in that formation uh, a little difficult so um yeah i think over the season they're going to keep improving uh Hassan Hirol is, is a good manager um and these two results are not a fair reflection but he has to understand that you should have a plan b if team is exploiting you you should be conscious of that and uh, make changes mid game so the next game is Sheffield versus Leeds and i really oh sorry i have to predict a, i have to give a prediction first burnley southampton i think it's going to be a boring 1-1 draw honestly uh, burnley will try to defend as much as possible southampton are good side they attack well but i think it, it it's going to be more of a nullifying forces so yeah now so that we can finally move on to leeds versus sheffield united uh, i only see one winner in this and it's leeds they they have the ability to score and i don't i don't think sheffield have come back um from the break looking well i mean uh, towards the tail end of the season they lost their momentum they looked uh, they looked shaky um it 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 looks very much uh, like a second season syndrome 
uh, that's the scary part for Sheffield United. They missed a penalty in the last game. They had a player sent off, Egan, who's an important part of their back line. So it's going to be testing times for Sheffield. They have to find their feet. But I don't think this is the game they will do that because uh, Leeds have too much firepower to fail. Uh, Bamford is just, he's just taken the league by storm. Helder Costa, fantastic goal last week. He had a brace, click, um, and all the players in the midfield, they, I mean, they don't have a defense. I mean, that's the biggest thing. It feels like they can't defend to save their lives. But they're going forward. They're a really good side. And Sheffield United look shaky. That's the problem. I mean, last season, they were extremely solid uh, defensively. This season, they just don't seem to have, have the same sort of uh, defensive capabilities. Uh, so I think Sheffield United will take it three goals to two. And that's only because they seem to can't defend at all. So I think Sheffield will get a couple of opportunities and they should be able to bury them. So uh, so with five games down, so I think uh, this is a, a new segment that I want to do. We're going to talk about FPL players that you want to have in your team for this week. So let's quickly look at that. Uh, Brighton versus Manchester United. I think you should try and get in Tarek Lamptey. I think he is... Uh, a host of attacking returns waiting to happen. Uh, Manchester United, I would say, wait this week. Do not get their players in. They just seem off pace. They're going to take a little bit more time. So just wait on those assets and and we you can bring them in once Manchester United start flowing. And for Crystal Palace versus Everton, bring in Zaha. Zaha looks really good. Going forward, I think until game week 14, they don't have really that many tough fixtures they have a lot of easy games where they can pick up points if not this week next week make sure to bring in Zaha he's gonna do well and of course Everton they have so many good players I mean Hamas Rodriguez Calvert Lewin I mean already you can see that the prices are going up so these players are gonna be amazing for you Lucas Dinier of course in defense as well he is a fantastic um, left back who will produce some attacking returns uh, West Brom uh, if you're feeling um, if you're feeling a little bit spicy, you can go for Diangana. He looks a good player. Chelsea, Werner, how it's uh, has seems like it's gonna take uh, a little bit of time, but this might be the week where he gets going. So Werner would be a good choice as well. Uh, Pulisic uh, will be coming back soon, so keep an eye out for him. His price has gone down. He's a very good option to bring in. Uh, he's going to give you a lot of points. He's going to add a much um, a good. He's going to add a very good dynamic to this Chelsea side, and will help them get going. Southampton. Uh, Adams has law has experienced a price drop. So how will he do? Is the big question. A lot of people are shipping him out because he's not able to produce the points that they expect that he that are expected off of him. Burnley. Uh, Chris Wood is a good option, but beyond that, just wait on this team. They're not doing very well. Um, me and Tarkowski need to come back into the side to have some sort of a positive effect. Uh, moving on, Leeds, Helder Costa, Bamford, Click. All these players seem to be fantastic options. Go for any of them and you should still keep banking points because Bamford has already experienced two price hikes. Amazing work. Uh, so that is the FPL uh, uh, picks for these five fixtures. So, of course, after the next five fixtures, we're going to do it again. 
for the other five teams. Um, so the next fixture we're going to talk about is Tottenham versus Newcastle. Do not let the 5-2 win against Southampton flatter uh, Tottenham and think that they're a fantastic side all of a sudden. They're still coached by Jose Mourinho. They're not expected to score so many goals. Um, the, I think uh, Jose Mourinho would have been pissed at the fact that they scored five because anything more than one is too much for him. Um but the thing is, Southampton were like, uh, we don't know how to defend. Please score against us. So uh, do not get carried away by that. And Newcastle are a good defensive side. Um, of course, they conceded three goals against Brighton. But I don't think they're as stupid as Southampton. Uh, they're going to be much, much more careful. Uh, they have some good players going forward. Wilson um, and Almiron. Uh, Saint. Uh, uh, it's going to be interesting whether St. Maxim... Um, will be fit for this game. It's going to be uh, a touch and go for him. Uh, but he rolled his ankle in the last game, so will he be available is a big question mark. Um, overall, Tottenham must be buzzing after that win. They did really well. Uh, overall, they've got, they scored five. Kane and uh, Son must be buzzing. It must be raring to go again. Um, but it won't be that easy. Um, and overall... I think, uh, but they have signed Gareth Bale and uh, Reguillon. It will be interesting to see when they'll feature. Of course, uh, Bale apparently has an injury. He's going to be out for uh, four weeks, apparently. Uh, I mean, no surprises there. Let's be honest about that. Um, yeah, so let's see how Tottenham uh, back their performance from the last week. Uh, this week, I'm, I'm sure both sides will score in this game. I think it will be uh, a 2-1 Spurs win. Uh, it's going to be a close, tight affair because Newcastle will be wary of the fact that they just scored five in the last match. Uh, so don't expect way too many goals from this one, uh, in my opinion. And uh, yes, uh, with that, let's move on to a more exciting game that is Manchester City versus Leicester. Leicester have won two on the bounce. City looked formidable in the last match, but... I really see only one winner in this, Manchester City. They look so good in the first half against Wolves. And if they can replicate that, I'm sure they can blow away this Leicester side. And I think this Leicester side is still missing Suyonchu. Uh, that's going to be a big miss for them. Um, defensively, they're still not that great because they're still missing Ricardo Pereira, uh, who is expected to be back uh, towards uh, the first week of uh, October. So Justin minutes will be limited. Um but he's much more of a solid defensive option and attacking-wise as well, he's good. But uh, Justin has done a great job. He should be proud of himself. Castagna has done a good job adapting to Leicester's back line. Um, this is going to be uh, an interesting match. It's going to be a fun match to watch. Kevin De Bruyne just ruined Wolves uh, in the other fixture. Raheem Sterling looks uh, really good as well. He looks, uh, he looks like he's raring to go. He... Uh, He's, he performed admirably well. Foden, will he get another opportunity? Will be interesting to see. And how many players are City going to be welcoming back uh, from injuries and slowly getting them um, into the side? Mahrez was missing through coronavirus. Hopefully, he recovers completely very soon. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see when these players will be involved. Overall, I think City have way too much of a firepower to just screw this up. Uh, I see City taking this three goals to one um and the next game is west ham versus wolves west ham did 
good in parts against Arsenal. They scored a, a really good goal uh, from Antonio, and uh, towards I mean, in uh, to a uh, f- from the start of the second half till the middle of the second half, they were dominant. They were attacking. They were aggressive. Um, the players uh, looked absolutely pumped, but. Towards the tail end again, the energy started to drop off, and uh, Arsenal killed them off with that second goal. Uh, but uh, it's it's difficult to it's difficult to say which West Ham will turn up. Will the West Ham that doesn't care about this team turn up, or will the West Ham that is absolutely on fire, looking to wound the opposition, will that West Ham turn up? That's the thing. That's the question mark for me. Um, I mean, and Wolves on the flip side, they have, uh, I mean, uh, the last result is not entirely their fault, in my opinion. They they played well, and it was just uh, too much for them to beat City. Podence looks really good. Nelson Zemedo has uh, been officially signed, so Traore might uh, compete with Podence for that uh, starting spot. Uh, Overall, the side looks really well replenished. I mean, they've gotten some good players to reinforce the squad. There has been some moment they have let go of Diego Jota or Jota. Uh, They have signed a player from Liverpool, uh, a highly rated uh, 18-year-old whose name I cannot pronounce to save my life. Um, So, I mean, this Wolves side seems to be having way too much uh, in store for this West Ham side, and I don't really see how West Ham can get a result. I see Wolves winning three goals to nil. Um, They're going to keep a clean sheet uh, as well, in my opinion. So, uh, to the on to the next game, uh, Fulham versus Aston Villa. I mean, Fulham. I think they are ready to go down already. Two games and they look absolutely horrible. Uh, Mitrovic is their only hope, in my opinion. Um, Aston Villa reinforced well, signed some good players. As I was talking about, their defense looks much better now with Emi Martinez in goal. Uh, Cash is a good right back that's going to provide some width and some good defensive stability to them. Konsa seems to enjoy a goal on the other side once in a while. He looks like a good center back. Um, Overall, I am in target on the left back as well. Uh, Overall, this side has come leaps and bounds and they've convinced uh, Jack Grealish to sign a new deal. So they have their captain sorted for the season to come and his future less in doubt. So Fulham are in for a killing. I am so scared for them. Um, Aston Villa are a much better side. And that's the thing. Aston Villa is expected to fight for relegation this season. And if you can't get a result against them, how can you have even the slightest aspirations of survival? So this is going to be a huge week for Fulham if they can get any sort of a result against Aston Villa. It 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 will reinforce and it will give them a little bit of a boost because they desperately need that. The side is just not good enough defensively. They are horrible. Um, I mean, if there was a, I mean, uh, if they're worse than horrible. I'm, I I just cannot. Say anything more than that. Um, I mean, in the midfield, they have some good passing, but they just lack the end product. Mitrovic, they're riding way too heavily on Mitrovic. I think they needed to add one or two players. I mean, the last time they came up, they spent a hundred million pounds acquiring talents from everywhere. They couldn't gel them into the side, and they just—it was just a disaster of a season. So this time they go completely opposite side. They barely make any signings. The side was. Barely good enough to uh, get out of the championship, let alone survive a season in the Premier League. They're just going to be 
eaten alive uh, i hope they can retain uh, scott parker they just i hope they don't fire him for uh, some poor results because this fulham side is definitely going down there's no nothing that can stop them in my opinion um so i see this going two goals to one to aston villa and to the 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 highlight of the premier league weekend the fixture um that is liverpool versus arsenal arsenal have done a fantastic job in the last couple of weeks they have produced the results that are expected of them and they needed those six points they have got that now they have got the confidence to push on uh but liverpool just might be too much for them of course uh, they have won twice against liverpool in the la- in the recent times they have faced each other uh, arsenal looked absolutely good uh with arteta managing them but liverpool i think have picked up uh, where they left off um i mean before they won the premier league title they were so good and i think they are hitting those heights uh, thiago is a good option now they have diego jota to call upon um apparently they are uh, looking to sign sar uh though that will be an interesting thing to see how will they be able to bring him in and um i mean they don't they, they could use the bench option of sar salah looked like disinterested in the i mean in the preseason friendlies he didn't look good enough but he's came out firing mane scored two against chelsea so overall this liverpool side seems to have just a little too much for this arsenal uh side and i think liverpool will take this three goals to nil um yeah so that's the week in fixtures uh done so for the fpl picks uh for tottenham versus newcastle of course if you have son hold on to him keen hold on to him uh saint maxim uh, seems to be not the right option everybody jumped on him because he was at 5.5 but uh, if you if you want to make a sideways switch you can go to pardons who's done fantastically well uh, for wolves he's produced uh, two uh, i think both the weeks he had attacking returns so that's uh, something to look forward to bring pardons in and um, moving on manchester city versus leicester everybody is bringing in kevin de bruyne i think he's going to have one more price hike uh, coming his way uh with lester steer clear of wadi he's just not good enough if you want to pick up a lester asset harvey barnes is a good option but not this week please pick him up next week james just in time might just be coming to an end with ricardo pereira in line to come back to the side uh so if you have him think about moving him on in the next few weeks uh for city you can still bring in raheem sterling uh, jesus foden might be a bit of a hit and miss he won't i'm not sure how many games he'll be starting if you want to pick up a uh, manchester city defenders um uh, it's 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 a touch and go because it's it's hard to see this leicester side scoring but at the same time they could score and you will be robbed of points so maybe stay clear of uh, city's assets in defense there are better defensive options for cheaper prices so yeah the next game west ham versus wolves antonio looks to like a good pick for around 6 and a half uh 6 and a half or 7 million pounds he looks like a good pick um besides him i'm not too sure about uh, anybody else in this west ham side wolves uh, if you want if you're looking for a uh, midfield option pordens a fantastic option at 5 and a half million he's going to go up in price himenes in striker position he is the one to get if you have ings dump him i mean let him go 
Jimenez looks much, much better. He looks much more involved in the play. The fact that he went on to go and get a goal against uh, City speaks volumes. Southampton just don't look that great. Uh, so Jimenez, bring him in. Uh, Adam Atraore is going to move up field as well. So he's going to get some good points um, overall. And then Fulham versus Aston Villa. Fulham, only Mitrovic. That's the only player I would recommend getting in. Aston Villa, uh, do not go for the defensive options. Of course, uh, if you want to bring in a 4.5 million goalkeeper, uh, Amy Martinez is a fantastic option. By all means, go for him. Uh, and uh, uh, in, in Ollie Watkins is going to perform well over the season, but just give him a couple of weeks maybe to get uh, adjusted into the Premier League and get used to the pace of the league. Um and uh, Jack Relish is always going to keep creating opportunities. He is a good player to bring in. You can, if you want to bring in a seven million pound uh, midfielder, he's a good option. And Liverpool, Arsenal, everybody's moving on Aubameyang. He just hasn't produced as well as we were expecting him to do, and he's been shoved to the right. I'm sorry, to the left. He's hugging the touchline. He's not uh, central enough to give you good contributions. That's a little frustrating. Um, as for Liverpool. Salah is always a good option because he takes penalties. Mane is a good option as well, but he doesn't take penalties. So if you are looking, so you can go with Salah if you think that that's uh, the penalties are. Of course, penalties are important, but uh, if you think Mane will outperform Salah, it's it's really difficult to say that because Liverpool will inevitably get a lot of penalties. So Salah is a good option. Um, Firmino steer clear. Salah or Mane, uh, depending on your preference, you can go for either. Both are really good players. Um, uh, uh, Trent uh, has done well last week. Uh, hopefully, he'll start producing some attacking returns soon. So, yeah, that's the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And it's it's always fun to come on and talk about what I think about football, the my favorite sport. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to wherever you're listening and uh, watch out. Uh, there's going to be another episode next Wednesday talking about the results of this week and predicting the fixtures of the game week four. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Premier League. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>